0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, discover Ipswich's own craft distillery and meet the founder. A new look for colleges crossing. The water is finally warming up at Leichhardt Pool. Ipswich Tribune reveals at least one former councillor's name erased from history and the starter's gun has fired with at least two candidates declaring their intention for the march 2024 local government election walter williams and ashley mack joined the show for another yarn over the back fence it's monday april 17 2023 and i'm alan roebuck welcome to ipswich today which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past present and emerging This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Walter Williams has called Ipswich home for 32 years and you will know his voice on many TV and radio ads. He was previously heard doing his own show on QFM, 4BH, Star FM, River and 4BC. Welcome, Walter.
1: Thank you mate, you've probably heard me before
0: Yes, Ashley Mack was born in Ipswich and growing up in Ebervale really didn't affect him at all He was the first voice on QFM in 1990, he's still a media tart and owns a wonderful small business, a coffee shop at St Andrews, welcome Ash Good to be here Well, there's a bit going on, but before we get to the topics, at Walt's Suggestion, we have a special guest on the phone today. I'd like you to meet Jason Hannay, the boss and founder of Imbibus Craft Distillery at Bundamba. Welcome, Jason.
2: Oh, hi, all.
0: How did you come by the idea for your own craft distillery?
2: As per most things that happen in life, it came out of a redundancy.
0: Wow. Oh, okay.
2: So I've been a winemaker for uh, coming up 20-odd years and um, kept getting made redundant. So at the third time, I decided that was enough and uh, decided to go out on my own. Did you I
0: find can
3: relate it to, to that after a life in radio.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ash, you had a question? Yeah. Did, did you find going into business fun? Did you, did, did you learn much?
2: I'm still learning. It's I learn stuff every single day and the more I learn the more I realize what I don't know.
3: That's that's the, that's the <laughs> thing about business isn't it? You know, you, you, the more the longer you're in it the, re, the the less you realize you do know.
2: Exactly. And i right. I've,
3: I've got one really important question. Are you sending what? any free samples? Oh, oh,
1: oh there, are, <laughs> no, there had to be one. But <laughs> I had to pay for my sample.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jason, it's, it's Alan here. Why Ipswich and why Bundamba?
2: Uh, I've always pretty much worked in Ipswich and the scenic rim in my winemaking career. Um, I live at Forestdale, so not far from the Ipswich border. I've got a farm at Leeburn um, out on the Darling Downs, so i Southeast Queensland is my home, and having worked in Ipswich for nearly 10 years, I thought it would be fitting to start my business here as well.
3: I yep. noticed that you, you've got a lot of your, your product, is, it's got a real sort of local flavour to it. Who was behind, who came up with the idea for that?
2: That was my idea. I, Coming from a winemaking background, I always like to have provenance and to say, that my ingredients come from here and it's got this flavour. And no matter who else tries to replicate a recipe, they won't be able to because they
3: don't have my ingredients. Well, looking at your, your website and going through the different, um, there's a lot of really good um, flavours in there. If I was to say to you, what's your pride and joy, which one would it be?
2: The Jacaranda gin is, is by far the pride and joy. Um That was the one we created for the uh, good jacaranda festival last year, but unfortunately Mm -hmm. didn't go ahead. Um, And that's the one where we've been developing the recipe for quite a while using the jacaranda flowers. But the unfortunate thing is um, we have to use the fresh flowers. So it makes the gin highly seasonal.
1: Yeah, it's a great drop that one. And the beautiful thing is, you you go to Imbibus and Jason's there and his wife, and you pay ten dollars for a uh, a little sample board of uh, of the the gins and what have you, and and that can be then deducted from the price of whatever you buy. So I think that's genius in itself.
3: So the cellar door tours. I've been on Fridays,
2: uh, ten till six, no appointment needed. We do distillery tours at two p.m. Uh, bookable via our website, which is through humanities and yeah, you can come and do a tasting up at the bar and I can go through all of the gins, all of our products or you can sit down at one of the tables and have a tasting paddle and um, and then ask questions from a table so I'm not far away.
0: Jason, as the business grows, are you still very much hands-on in the distilling process?
2: I am the distilling process. You it's, you are it. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's still just me.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're one of the city's uh, best kept secrets because you are tucked away there in what is traditionally a, a light industrial area there at Bundamba. So mm. so just yes. give us a handle on what's, what's around you there.
2: So there's been lots of construction happening here in the last 12 mm. months. We've mm. been here for 15 months and when we when we first moved in, we could see TAE Aerospace from our door, and now we can't.
3: <laughs> wow! <laughs> I grew up just across the road there, opposite the old Gliderway Service Station, which is the street that you're uh, the yep. the street that you're on is named after the old Gliderway Service Station. You you would become are you, are you part of our tourist attractions now because that like. People go miles to go through for cellar door tours, and, and you should be basically front a, a, a new a little gold mine in Ipswich, shouldn't you?
2: We're, um, we're on the map. Uh, we're members of ITON, the Ipswich um, Tourism Operators Network. Um, we just managed to, to get on the front of the Ipswich Visitor's Guide, so that was a big coup for us. So our picture of our cellar door is on the front cover, so... You can't miss us, um, and
0: that's awesome. And I think that's also available online on the Discover Ipswich website, or even a hard copy at the Visitor Information Centre in Queens Park.
2: Yes, yep, we've mm. got of it here as well, so we can distribute to people who come in and want to um, find out more about Ipswich and and what else is around.
0: Jason Hannay look, we'll leave it there. Really appreciate your time and chat today with uh, us three over the back fence, and uh, all the best with the future of Imbibus.
2: Thank you. Thanks for inviting
0: me on. Okay. Now we've had a, uh, a round of enjoyment with imbibus. Let's go on to get on to some more serious stuff. Colleges Crossing Recreation Reserve. The concept plan has been released. It's the last call for public feedback. Have you had a chance to look at the plan I sent you guys?
3: Oh, definitely. And I think this is the smart move, getting rid of the, the fluff, turning into something that's sort of halfway between what it used to be and what it, um, you know, when it was over, overdeveloped. Halfway between, so that it's going to survive any more. Uh, we're not going to cop massive bills, and it's going to survive the uh, the floods from now. On. I think it's a clever idea, Walter. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, it needed to be flood resilient, didn't it? It was. It was almost there at the last stage, um, but but now these new ideas, these new plans, are certainly taking it to the next level.
0: I've noticed that there appears to be no electric barbecues. Great idea because mm-hmm. they, they, don't, they don't come cheap. And there yeah. doesn't appear to be any uh, restrooms on the main floodplain, but a couple further up, above mm. the very highest levels that we've seen. So I think uh, that sounds like a universal tick of approval for that concept.
1: And, of course, the Ipswich Riverheart Parklands have finally reopened in the last month. Um, it's only been over a year, but and it's but it's not fully reopened. I might let everyone know you can only go there during the day because from six at night till six in the morning, it's allegedly closed for repairs. Not that I've seen any evidence of this yet, but I'm waiting patiently. Is it, is
0: it more to do with the fact there's no lighting and it's very dark.
1: Well, that's it. Probably, but they're, yeah. they're supposed to be restoring the lighting and I haven't seen
3: anything, any advance on that. But anyway, let's hope <laughs> that gets across the line. Maybe that's a missed opportunity. We could do, you know, ghost and scary tours down there at night.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah well, Of course, we've still got a problem with uh, homeless people living there.
0: It uh, certainly is. It, I spoke to Paul Tomasini from In Community recently and really without... Uh, without you know, any dressing up what he had to say—it's basically the worst he's seen it in in his career.
1: Mm, mm. I noticed they fenced off eat, the eat. car park underneath the uh, what used to be the square and is now yes. Nicholas uh, Street Precinct, so that the homeless can't sleep there.
0: No, that was closed for closed off for safety reasons. Walter, uh, let's hey move yeah. on to another council issue that's been hanging around since last year, and I'm talking about the Georgie Conway. Uh, Leichhardt Pool. Residents were promised that new heaters, uh, as in electric heaters, would replace gas heaters and be turned on li- by last spring. That never happened. They were only turned on last week, April 14. It's been a, a saga and a half. And mm. I don't know who to point the finger at because I, I also spoke to a local resident, Liz Tyndall may who'd been asking her own questions on behalf of her family. She is a, very much a local, lives lives in that area. And it just appeared that Energex was getting the blame a bit too much or orders hadn't be, been put in soon enough. The gas heaters might have been able to be left on longer before being taken out. Anyway, it's great to see that it's back on.
3: It's, it's funny it was, how we've now got a heated pools and the big trendy thing is on ice baths. <laughs> have you seen that? Like, <laughs> like yeah, we've, we've heated our pools and the big trendy thing is... I was talking about being behind the eight <laughs> ball. What you what you need ideally, though, Ash, is both. So you can go between the heat and oh, the yeah. cold for, for in terms of therapy for hot, your body. Oh,
0: a hot and cold dunk. I, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. I, I come from the old days. The old pool in in uh, Limestone Park was not heated. And by the time you got to April at the end of the season, you know, you'd know you do your 5Ks in the afternoon and you'd froze your butt off. <laughs> exactly, mate. Uh, we're, we're a bit tougher
0: then. From last week's Ipswich Tribune, editor Brian Benyon. Uh, has written about former Councillor David Palky's name being wiped from displays in Rosewood. That did come to me as a bit of a surprise because it's kind of rewriting history. Mm. I I can't imagine we'd be seeing Councillor Paul Tully's name being removed from a street name and other plaques across the city. What are your thoughts on council taking a former councillor's names off plaques and signage?
1: Well, personally, I've seen this and read the story, and I can understand that now there is a new game in town. Fair enough. David Polkey did nothing wrong in any of the past movements of council. Uh, If anything, he did a lot of good for uh, Rosewood and Surround. So why they're doing
3: this just defies logic, quite frankly. Ash? The Ipswich City Council has always been a council of personality and Mm, it was mm. a little bit too much a little bit too much people and uh, I I believe that if we actually got rid of a lot of that there's too much of um, ego in council. I'd like to see total ego removed. Less places named after people, named after historic figures. Well, that's, ex- that's be, okay? exactly
1: what the mayor's after. Uh, it shouldn't be retrospective, this new law that's come into place. Uh, I mean, if a park was had had some signage that related to what Palky had done during his time, fair enough, but I hear you, Ash. Mm-hmm. There was a hell of a lot of ego. I mean, I even joked one stage about there should have been a street named after me, and then I managed to find one It was actually named after one of our hero miners, but uh, who shares the same name as I do? But I, I seriously didn't want my ego stroked that badly, but a lot of people in council did in past times.
0: And the Ooh. policy now, their naming policy is different, but I agree with you, Walter. Should it be retrospective to that degree? I'm sure the residents will have their say in 12 months' time or just, just under 12 months' time because that will be the next council election, March 2024, mm. and mm. already... Two candidates are out the blocks. Last week, David yeah. Martin announced he was running for mayor, and a uh, a former candidate who ran in Division One, Pai Augustine, she came fourth, and she only needed to come first or second. But it was a fairly close between third and fourth. She's definitely putting a hand up, judging by her social media presence. Is it, is it too soon to start uh, putting a hand up for next March, Ash? Oh,
3: well, oh. well, what I from what I've seen. It seems the game of getting a gig as an uh, a, a councillor in Ipswich is spending most of your time on social media, reposting and congratulating people.
0: <laughs> and, well, it raises your profile. <laughs> yeah,
3: I suppose it does, but like yesterday, i saw I saw david's um uh, thing, and David's a nice guy. don't get get me wrong, but i I said to him on the thing, okay, t- tell me why you want to be the mayor. And I've actually got his quote here. What was the question? This is what he said. I want to see faith restored in the Ipswich City Council and pride restored in our town. I want to see vision for our city with plans and business cases in place to give our local MPs uh, to get much needed infrastructure we need. What do you bring? What is the skill? What will you do? when you get into council, right? Because, you know, you've got to have leadership skills, you've got to have, uh, you know, local government skills. You've got a lot of skills you're supposed to have mm. and I, I can't find any background on him other than I think he was a teacher. Is that right? Yeah, David yeah. Martin's got an education yeah. background as yeah. a teacher.
1: Yeah. And yeah. very briefly as a, um, a councillor too before everything hit the fan. Mm.
0: And as I say, Pi, uh, Augustine is very much involved in the local community. So the tip is there. She'll run for... Division 1 again. I'm very excited to, to bring in this next topic on Over the Back Fence. Stitch and the Switch on the 21st. Walter, you must have liked it the first time. You're stepping up for a second performance. <laughs> I'm
3: a oh, sucker Dame. for punishment. <laughs> Dame Nelly's doing a comeback. <laughs> no, I never said I'd retire. I never said
1: <laughs> Look, I did the, the comedy graduation course back in February this year. And we did the graduation night performance to a sold-out audience at, um, at 88, at Studio 188. And, uh, and then the offer has come up now to continue on and be part of the Stitch and the Switch, which uh, Anthony, who runs the whole production, is, is behind. So I said, yeah, why not? What the heck? I was meant to do it last month, but it was my wife's birthday. So I thought, hmm...
0: Comedy, wife's birthday. Comedy, yeah. wife's birthday. Yeah, 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 Weigh
1: it up. You're not going to get any brownie points if you do a comedy night on your wife's birthday. True. So here we are, so, getting ready for this Friday night.
0: How far advanced are you with your material?
1: Oh, look, know it down pat. And if I don't know it, I'll just look at the notes because at my age, I can't be expected to remember everything.
0: And let's hope for full house. Mm.
1: Yeah, well, it's booking up quite well at the moment, but there are still a few seats
0: available, ladies and gents. Jump onto the Civic Centre booking site. And wrapping up over the back fence for this month, a little reminiscing. And because it's very close to Anzac Day, let's talk about Anzac Day. Your memories of growing up and attending dawn services. Walter?
1: Coming from military family, I'm uh, I'm an uh, an army brat, uh, so this is something that was part and parcel of of just growing up as a child. Of course, Anzac Day. Um, the latest thing was I got approached by a client to do something for an Anzac Day ode for them, and uh, and uh, at first they were going to wanted me to. Charge them and everything. I thought, no, they're not for profit. So I thought, no, I'll put this together with the traditional ode. And I've even now gone one step further, and I've created a a page on on YouTube that, if there are any organisations that would like to use it, I've created that, edited it in with images of Anzac Day. Yeah. And also um, put in the the last post as well. So the whole thing's there. And if anyone does use it, please uh, donate to uh, your RSL.
0: And uh, that's my way of payment for them. What a wonderful gesture, Walt. Congratulations. Ash, what about your memories of uh, Anzac Day growing up?
3: Actually, I've got a friend named Trevor Jarvis. I don't know if you know him. He's um, Shirley Baker's husband. Do you know the solicitor in town? Anyway, uh, Trevor is a musician. But he's also a guy who owns a massive PA. And every Anzac Day, you know how you talk about the early morning service? Mm. Well, you imagine this this guy, he not only attends the service, but he takes out his massive PA system, sets it up for nothing. This is the one that's near uh, St. Mary's there at the back of St. Mary's. Mm. Sets up his big PA system, stays up overnight to keep an eye on it right, then attends the service and then packs it up and takes it home. He does that all for nothing. Now, I think that's probably no, no, one of the, yeah. the you know, nicest things can you can do. So Trevor Jarvis, pal on the back, dude. Yeah, well, mm. it's,
0: it's the volunteers across the city and across Australia and New Zealand that, uh, that certainly keep it going. My earliest memories would actually be primary school, uh, year, six, yeah. year six or seven. And I think we had a dawn service at the school. So that was really unusual, like getting to school mm. in the dark. Yeah. And, and the other thing I distinctly remember are the people selling the purple ribbon-type badges. Yeah, they, I, remember
3: the, I remember the little, ba- little mm. uh, pieces of uh, ribbon, yeah, yeah, purple ribbon.
0: So it was ve- they were very highly sought after, and if you didn't have one, you you really did feel like you were the odd one out.
1: Exactly. Mm. Yeah. On the 25th, lest we forget.
0: And the main march and service in Ipswich returns to the city centre this year, which is good news. So it will end up in uh, Toomew Place. But I think, without counting, Ipswich has more suburban services per suburb than most cities I know. Oh, it's
3: amazing. They're yeah. everywhere. Mm. Yeah, they're everywhere. Because you, you
0: mentioned that one. I think you're referring to the one at Wood End there. Uh, that's at. right.
3: You've, yeah. you've got the one at, the, there's the one at um, just near the bottle shop, yes. which is a great place to put it. There's one at Ebervale from memory, just near the soccer ground. Right. Yeah, and, the, and that's, be, I only know those because that's the sort of town I lived on.
0: There'll be a stack of services across the city and uh, you can check the show notes for links to all Anzac services in 2023. And on that note, gentlemen, we'll wrap it up. It's been an extensive chat over the back fence. Thank you for joining the show.
1: Thank you. Namaste.
0: And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswitchtoday.com.au and click the donate button on the homepage to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favorite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music, or play Ipswich today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening.